0: Welcome to Jim Galliano's Building a Better Web Presence podcast. Build something better with less moving parts, less overhead, and less headaches. Hey everyone, this is Jim Galliano. Thanks for joining me for today's podcast episode of Glad You're Here. The other day I was talking with someone about inflation and the inflation we're currently experiencing is at a 40-year high. Every time you go to the grocery store, you see and you feel the effects of it when you're checking out. But what's incredible about how they come up with the inflationary numbers is that they don't include the price of food, the cost of food in there. And there was a reason for that. I, I believe that there was a time when that was included in the formula in which they calculate inflation, but they said something to the effect that food prices were too volatile to include them in the equation. It's just crazy, but inflation as of today has touched just about every marketplace that you can think of. And as a result, just about every business owner that I know has raised their prices at least once during 2022. Some raised their prices the previous year, while others are going to raise their prices as we enter into the new year. Now, if you're not charging enough and you're shortchanging yourself, now is the time to do something about that. In fact, it's probably going to be easier now than ever before for you to raise your prices because there's a visible, tangible justification for it. Everyone knows what's going on, so don't be shy. And by the way, I understand completely when you might look at some of your clients, not all but certain clients, maybe you'd come to the conclusion that they should be grandfathered in at a certain rate. I understand that. I also believe in the friends and the family discount myself, but you can't apply that to every single person you're doing business with. So go ahead and make sure that the inflation termites aren't eating away at your profit margins to the point where you find yourself getting into trouble. So before we continue, today's episode is brought to you by the Digital Strategist Newsletter, which is available right now at jimsnewsletter.com. This is a 12-month experiment I did writing about talking about uh, digital strategy, digital marketing strategy. It's a free monthly newsletter. And again, it's available at jimsnewsletter.com. I think you'll enjoy it, so be sure to check it out if you haven't already. All the back issues are available there as well if you want to check them out. And this episode is also brought to you by one onetomanysystem.com. Now, this is the marketing system that I teach to my one-on-one clients that you can use to transform and grow what up until now may only be a services-based business. There's nothing wrong with selling services online. It's one of the easier ways to grow your income. But when you're ready to scale your business, you probably realize that there just aren't enough hours in the day, especially if you want to retain the freedom that comes with being a solopreneur or a smaller business owner. Because of the technology that's available to us today, small business doesn't mean small income or smaller profits anymore. You can scale a solopreneur style business up to the point where you're doing really, really well. But if you are in that place where you realize that what you're doing is just not workable on a larger scale because there just aren't enough hours in the day and you have you just aren't interested in hiring and managing a bunch of people, and I absolutely understand that. I went through that myself. Then you'll be ready for the free training that's available right now at OneToManySystem.com. Now, last week, I want to talk a little bit about social media, how things are changing, how we change how we feel and interact on a social level online, especially from the business perspective, from the relationship perspective, Last week, I heard people debating over how effective social media really is and what platforms seem to have the advantage as we enter into the final months of 2022 and the beginning months of a new year. It sounds strange to say that, the final months of 2022, but that's really exactly where we're at now. Now, most of the large social media marketing companies that if you want to hire them to manage your um, presence on various platforms. Most of the companies that I know of the larger ones require a budget of between four to six thousand uh, dollars per client to get started and that's because they're going to do a lot of testing with that money and they want to do it quickly they don't want to take an entire year to figure out what type of messaging is going to work, what combination of offers is going to work and if you think for a minute, how marketing and advertising work in general, this is exactly it. You know, a lot of emphasis in the past was placed on things like, and it still is today really, what techniques are the best to use and what tactics are the best to use. And that's kind of like the micro version of marketing and advertising. It applies to social media too. Little things like what's the best time of the day or what, you know, What combination of platforms should you use? But that's just one little piece of a much larger puzzle, because in truth, there's a much larger container in which all of these techniques and tactics exist. And I call that container strategy. It's the strategy that determines whether the techniques will put points on the board. That's just a quick sports analogy there or we should probably say we'll put money in the bank. So the strategy is the blueprint that takes us from point A to point B. And we look at the strategy, then we can determine what tactics and techniques we can employ to make that strategy effective for a specific type of business. Now imagine that you're standing there with a product in your hand. A product can be a service or a physical product. I mean, just imagine yourself holding some type of representation if you're just selling a service of that service, okay? Product services, we're just going to call them products for now in this illustration. So imagine that you're holding your product in your hand. Now imagine that there's people all around you walking around, talking, interacting. In that type of scenario, kind of like a one-on-one, what would be the easiest way to make a sale right now? I want you to just think about that just for a minute. Excuse me. What would be the easiest way to make a sale? Well, if there's a bunch of people walking around and you have a product in your hand, the easiest way to make a sale might be to get someone's attention, say, excuse me, tell someone what you have and ask them if they'd like to buy it. Matter of fact, I remember as a kid, that's the way we did it. If we were selling something for our school or for a club that we were a part of, we would ask people. And I mean, you know, it's just a simple transaction from one person. To another. Would you like this? Yes or no? Now, you know, some people, some people will say no. Some people might ask for more information, some people might say yes. But if we applied that direct approach, you and a crowd of people, and we move that into the online world, what would that direct approach look like on a social media platform? You probably make a, a very simple post showing what you had and asking people if they'd like to purchase it or would like more information. I think I'd go right for the sale. Sometimes it's just easier to say this is what I have. This is how much it costs. In other words, there's not like a two or three step process in there. It's almost like going to the classified section or the marketplace on a Facebook or the old classified ads back in the day. There was a little headline. Here's what we have. We have a a car. It's five years old. It's got 40,000 miles on it. This is how much we want. Or we have a used laptop or a used um, some type of device. It's two years old and this is how much we want for it. And here's the contact information. And you look at all that information and you make a buying decision right there. Isn't that really the simplest way to sell something? And I think the simplicity of that approach has been more or less lost in how people do business online today. We make it much more difficult, I think, sometimes than it needs to be. Now, I'm not going to say that the simple approach is all you need, but I'm saying why eliminate it completely? Why not just put yourself in a place where you just say on whatever platform that you're on, maybe you're saying it in a video on YouTube hey, this is what I have. This is how much it costs. I think you're going to like it. Here's the buy button. There's a 30 day money back guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, just let us know. Let me know and I'll give you your money back. Or this is what I do and I'm offering a 50% discount or 30% discount if you buy within the next 48 hours. And here's how to make your purchase. Simple things like that. We don't really see those things as much as we used to but yet they still work. As a matter of fact, I remember hearing somebody who was a copywriter that wrote long form copy. And the reason why they write long form copy as a copywriter is because they have to make a compelling argument on why someone should part with several thousand dollars for what they're offering. And so as a result of that, they give examples. This is what the product's done for these different people. Here are the testimonials here's more information on why this product is so effective, here's the common objections that people have to buying this product, and here's why these objections just don't hold water. Reason one, reason two, reason three. And as a special offer, if you purchase this product, we're also going to give you these bonuses which are worth x amount of dollars. And you know how that if you've been around for a while and read these sales messages over the years, you know exactly how they work. And so what this person was doing was they were selling a product that was very uh, a low cost type of product. And what they found themselves doing was crafting a long form sales letter because that's what they were in the habit of doing. And it suddenly occurred to them that for number one, they were under a little bit of the under the gun as far as time goes, and they really didn't have that much time. Isn't it interesting that when something is complicated or we perceive it to be complicated, one of the harder things is getting started because we get overwhelmed in our mind. There's so many things to do. I know for myself recently, there were some websites that I had that needed to be updated and they were, they've been on the back of my mind for probably the last 12 months. These weren't things that were important, but they were things that when I thought about them interrupted what I really wanted to be focusing on and doing at the moment like unfinished business, unfinished work. <clears throat> so last week, I just decided that I'm just going to jump in and do these things. And then my mind kind of went around with me in the argument saying that, well, where should you start? Where would be the best part? And finally, I just got tired of thinking about it. And I just jumped in. I just picked a spot and jumped in. Long story short, actually completing the project was much easier than thinking about completing the project. You get where I'm going with this? Why is it that we tend to make things more difficult than they need to be? I don't know, but doing that seems to come easy or easier for more people than not. Overcomplicating things, taking the long road to get there when there's no reason, beating around the bush instead of just asking for what it is that you want. And so so there's a time maybe for you know, doing something that's a little bit more involved, taking your time, writing long form sales letters, making more complex sales systems. But there's also a time for simplicity. And I think that it's easy to lose sight that complicated is no longer the only game in town. And it never has been. Sometimes I think we get lost. There's so many pieces that we can no longer fix something that's complex. We almost have to go back to the drawing board and remake something, but remake it with fewer moving parts, something that's easier to manage, even if it's just mentally something that's easier to manage. Because we all manage our lives on a physical level from day to day, but also the mental level. And the mental level is where people get overwhelmed the most. As a matter of fact, I had more things on my to-do list this week than I normally have. And just thinking about it became almost overwhelming to me. I don't want to say it was depressing, but it was to the point where I just didn't want to face this week because I had things to do. But when I put it in the context of a bigger picture, I thought this is ridiculous. This day, just like any other day, will come and go. And the next thing I know, this week will be in the rearview mirror, just like the rest of the weeks (laughs) that are in the rearview mirror of 2022. It's really not a big deal. But if you make it a big deal, to yourself, it's going to feel like a big deal. And when it feels like a big deal, it'll weigh you down. And when it weighs you down, the days, the weeks, the months, everything feels like you're just carrying this huge weight on your shoulders. And you're not even sure how it happened, when it happened, or what to do about it. And again, most of this stuff is mental. It's how you perceive something. It's how you frame something. I mean, you could take a monster project And you can frame it in such a way that it becomes a simple project because all you're going to do is you're going to list the categories of things that need to get done. And within those categories, you're going to create tasks. And when you jump in, you're going to do one task. And that's the only task you're going to focus on until the task isn't complete. You're not going to think about all the other tasks that still have to be done. You're not going to do any of that. You're going to focus on one thing. Your world is going to become one task. And suddenly that task will be done. And when it's done, then you can refresh yourself. You can take a rest. You can do whatever. And so that's what I did with the, all of these different updates that I had to do. I just jumped in. I stopped thinking about it. I stopped meditating on it. I stopped feeling all of those negative thoughts of, oh, I've got all this stuff to do. I wiped all of that out. I just jumped in. I started working. And believe it or not, doing the work gave me a more positive feeling than thinking about doing the work, because thinking about doing the work made me feel the exact opposite. Back to the story of the copywriter I was talking about. So they were used to creating the long form type of copy for their clients and even for their own products. But in this particular instance, they decided that instead of taking hours to write the whole long form sales letter and then put the graphics and all the other stuff in there, that they'd write a simple announcement, like an announcement type of message where you just have this. This is what I have. This is what it's called. This is what it does. And here's the buy link. And believe it or not, they did that in about 10 minutes and they just put it out there on social media. People bought the product without much hesitation at all because it wasn't an expensive product. Now, this was several years ago when it wasn't as difficult maybe to share a link that led people away from whatever platform you were posting it on the LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. But the the principle hasn't changed at all. Matter of fact, human nature, if anything has changed in our generation, it's that we have shorter attention spans than ever before and we scan. So a lot of times just having that short introduction to something will capture people's attention than long-form content will. I guess you can say both have their place because long-form content does really well for SEO purposes long-form content as well when it comes to training people because there's just certain topics that we can't just do a quick sound bite about and educate somebody or train somebody with so we need more in-depth content but even even with that in mind most of the time now rather than create an hour-long video a lot of people are breaking those videos down into maybe four 15-minute videos so that someone can learn and then take a break and then move on from there. So there isn't a formula, but there is a principle. And that's really what I'm trying to focus on today, is the principle of simplicity. We could argue that life is complex, it's complicated, and you would definitely have a point by making that argument. But I would add on top of that another layer and say, why make something complicated a specific task or overcomplicate something when it doesn't need to be complicated or overcomplicated to make it effective. So, this is just an example that I'm giving you on social media, but sometimes it's just a matter of whether it's on in the inbox or whatever method that you're thinking about, it's the message, it's a communication piece and it doesn't necessarily have to be long. I know a lot of you you've engaged with people on whatever platform you've been active on for several years now, and you've already built a connection with people. So it's not like you would have to go through this whole process of building another layer of this no like, trust so that people feel comfortable buying from you because they already feel comfortable with you. So why put a hurdle, why put a speed bump between yourself and the sale? So again, what would the approach look like on social media? That's another question that I just want to go over quickly. If you don't have a sales page, if you don't have a marketing funnel, if you don't have any type of automation in place, then all you need is a simple communication piece. At the very least, you need a buy link or a buy button somewhere that you can share with people and one or two sentences before that. Or if you want to make it a little more uh, interactive, you could record a video, doesn't have to be long, and send the link to people. And then you use the video to do your Pitch or your presentation, or your sales message, again brief and to the point. If you're selling something that's not, you know, very expensive—ten dollars, twenty dollars, fifty dollars, whatever—you don't have to approach it like you're selling a two-thousand-dollar-plus membership or coaching program or consulting program. You know, this month an international uh, company contacted me about a service that I offer. And this was during the time when our internet was down, our power was down. So I was driving back and forth between where I live and to be with family or friends that had an internet connection here and there throughout that, those two weeks. But instead of sending the person to a sales page, we just communicated via text messaging back and forth. And I have to tell you, it worked just fine. Normally, I wouldn't do something like that. Normally, I would sit down, I would write out an email, I would create a video introduction or something like that. But in this case, I was in a situation where we didn't have electricity, we didn't have internet, we didn't have any of the things that I'm used to using. And I wasn't in the frame of mind, mentally speaking, where I was really that excited about doing business. Let's just be honest with you. I was just worn out. I was tired. And so I did my best just going back and forth, talking about the project via text messaging. And I have to tell you, it worked just fine. Nothing fancy. And that whole process is now leading up to the point where the, the contract itself is probably worth several thousand dollars. So the, the thought of doing something by using such a simple approach isn't the way most people approach business today. And I understand why I'm not knocking sales funnels. I'm not knocking automated processes and all of the setup that goes into putting those things together. I love automation. I recommend it to everyone. However, there is a human to human, person to person element that will never be outdated. And there are ways that we can simply communicate with one another. And sometimes that's all you need. Simple is good enough. You don't need anything fancy. So the process of making money in your business. Doesn't have to be complicated. All of these tools serve you, not the other way around. So, does complex or complicated again have a place? Well, absolutely, because I think even if you look at an automated process, the complexities come on the front end when you're deciding what you're going to say, how you're going to put the automation together, planning and thinking and blueprinting the whole thing through. But then once it's in place, then everything after that is much easier. But there is that element on the front end. Once you know that you have a winner on your hands, it's just so much easier because it's already proven and you're not going into the sales process with a bunch of question marks. But sometimes. It's just easier going into a simple sales process and not overcomplicating something so that you know whether or not you have a winner or not on your hands. And that's what marketing is like. Sometimes certain products do well in certain seasons, but they don't do well in other seasons. And I'm not talking about literal seasons like you know, summer products or winter products or something like that. I'm talking about just the mood, the mood that the marketplace is in. For whatever reason, sometimes people are in more of a buying mood and they're freer with money than they are at other times. But this is one of the reasons why ad companies spend so much of their clients' money so they can get their messaging correctly. And in the world of SEO, they would call that same approach keywords. Now, about eight months ago, one of my clients wrote a blog post that was in-depth for her market. It was about a minor type of problem that her clients have, but it's a widespread type of prog- uh, problem. It's not something that people talk about maybe a whole lot. Maybe there's a bunch of maybe there's an embarrassment factor in there for with a bunch of the people, but I don't know. But what happened was the the post went viral due to the keywords that we used in her article, and then when I looked into various searches that included the word or the phrases that she was using, I realized that. She had a little gold mine on her hands there, and soon that article started driving consistent traffic to her website. Now, an interesting thing, if you look at the statistics on 99.9% of the websites out there, what page do you think would get the most traffic? It's always the front page, isn't it? But now that article on her site is getting closer to overtaking the traffic that comes to to that front page. One article is doing that. So now she's at the point where she can create complementary articles around that topic, because just like any other topic, we could look into um, ways to treat certain problems, different products that are used to solve certain problems or issues. She can add a call to action based on that product. She has a lot of options open to her, all from just simply writing one article. because what happened? It is a relatable topic for a lot of people, a lot of men and women. And I would go into detail about it, but I didn't get her permission. So I don't want to do that. But like most people, she's experimented with different types of messages within her business. And like most businesses, she's not focusing on the same thing in 2022 that she did in 2019. And the same, the same basic products are available in that business, but the focus of the marketplace has changed. So by necessity, so has she. So whether we're talking about an individual, a solopreneur, whether we're talking about a partnership or a larger social media marketing type of company, the principle doesn't change. There is a process that goes through the advertising and marketing area in general, where we keep testing until we start getting some breakthroughs. And this is why business is so hard for so many, because people are not used to accepting the fact that they're in the long game. You adjust the messaging, you adjust the wording until you start getting a response or until you get a hit on your hands. You know, in games like baseball, you have singles, doubles, triples, home runs, even grand slams. And products and campaigns can be like that. The idea is it's better to get some cash flow coming in. You don't have to have a home run every single time, but you want to put some points on the board, so to speak. Now, also last week, let me just throw this in before I forget. I started talking to some people who are in the younger crowd, under 30s, and we were talking about TikTok and how they use the platform and how their friends use the platform. So TikTok is very popular, especially with younger, the under 30 crowd. And it's getting more popular with the older crowd also, but What I've noticed is that whether we're talking about people in their 20s, their 40s, or over 60, all of these groups are starting to have more and more things in common, I think, than people realize. Number one, everyone scans headlines today, it seems more often than not. And everything else that appears on whatever device they happen to be using is kind of like mentally pushed to the side. So people are scanning whether they're young, whether they're in the middle, and whether they're older. Now, this one person I was talking to, she was telling me that her friends, all of them in their 20s, use TikTok sort of in the way that people have always used Google or a search engine. In other words, they look up a topic. Maybe they're interested in buying something. They'll do a search on TikTok and somebody will come up talking about that topic and they'll watch a short video. And they like the short video because it gives them all the important information, but in this this little snapshot. And what's great about that, if you think about it, is how many times do you go and you watch a long form video on YouTube and the person's taking forever to get to the point. But if you're going to make a short video, if you're going to make a one or two minute video, then you already know going in that you're going to make a short video and you have to get right to the point. You have no choice or else you don't have a short video. So whether you're creating a TikTok video or a YouTube short, more about that in just a second, you already realize that time is not on your side, especially if you're a long-form content creator. So you may decide, I have to get three main thoughts in in the next 30 seconds. Just like making a TV commercial. Think about it. If you buy a 30-second spot on TV, radio, or wherever back in the day, then you have to do whatever you have to do to edit that content in to fit into that segment. Maybe you have a 15-second commercial. You get what I'm saying? So you really focus in making sure that you get the important information across and, and you get it exactly the way you want it to be to the best of your ability in the time that you've purchased, and the time that you're allowed. And so TikTok is a lot like that. So you have people getting answers to their questions faster than ever before, again, because of the time limit, because of the nature of that platform. And that's why YouTube is now created a lot of these or is rewarding people for creating these YouTube shorts. They're very short videos. Now, people watch videos for all different reasons. Sometimes people want to catch up on the news and they like the short form of it. They want to read something longer, they'll go and they'll read a blog post. They want to go investigate the details, you know, in more depth. They'll watch a longer video or they'll read a blog post or something like that. But more and more people are finding it to their advantage to use some of the short form content to do their research. I'm talking about the initial research, maybe the answer to one or two questions. The short form content precedes the long form content. So as I was saying, when I was speaking to some younger people, how they use TikTok, the way we use Google, and they're going there first to get their information. And I can understand why, because if you go to Google, most of the time you're reading, yes, sometimes you can be led to a YouTube video, but there's more clicks, at least with a platform that is all video. Now, some people are readers, of course, they'll always prefer text over video, but a lot of the younger crowd, and you know, some people learn by visuals, they can't learn just by text alone, they need a combination, so just keep that in the, in the back of your mind as I'm talking about this. But if somebody had a visual presentation, you're seeing images, you're hearing the words, and they're talking about something that you're interested in, and they're getting to the point, and they're doing it in, let's say, two minutes, you might get more from looking up the topic that way than you would just going directly to Google first and doing a search and then scanning down through the text. So that's more or less how the 20-somethings are doing it right now. It's not that they don't use Google, but a lot of them are going to TikTok first, asking their questions, seeing what information is available. And then if they're interested in it, they'll do more of a deep dive the way people have normally done it. Now I could say for people, maybe in my generation, a lot of us, especially if you're more technical or you have a topic that requires more of a visual element, we'll go onto YouTube and we'll watch some videos. And then from there, we'll go to a link that leads us to another website where maybe there's an article or more in-depth information. The one thing that's kind of tough about a long form type of video, like an hour video, is that it's difficult to find sometimes the information that you want to review if they don't have it really accurately time stamped. So if you're listening to an hour video and something is, something hits you at the 40 minute and 13 second mark, then unless you have a way to bookmark it immediately, then finding that content again or finding that information again takes a little bit of time so the idea here is that with the short form content, you get all that information right up front and then you get more detailed information if you need it. Sometimes you won't even need that. Sometimes we're just looking for a quick solution to a problem. We're looking for something that we don't want to read a full article about because it's just not necessary. So another way we could look at it is by saying that short form content brings people to the table. And having video involved in that short form content or audio, I mean, short audios could do the same thing, but it would bring people to the table and the long form content will often sell them because when we're getting ready to make an important purchase, that's when we begin to ask additional questions and that's where the long form content has its place. So short to long, that's what I'm seeing now. So a TikTok video can lead people to a blog article. It can lead people to a Google search, but it's the short part of it that lights the fire initially, so to speak. And so and another thing that I was learning talking to people, and I understand this because it's also part of my generation, but talking to the people that are still in their 20s, a lot of these people don't prefer the large groups or the large crowds uh, the way people may be used to. I know that's true for myself. Even with the large groups on Facebook, I used to be involved with those heavily. But in talking to the 20-somethings, it seems like most of them have smaller groups that they interact with on a regular basis. By smaller, I mean maybe five or six individuals. When they find information, they share it with their with their group, their little group of friends. And even myself, when I think about how do I share information today, a lot of times when I'm emailing individuals, something of interest that I found, something that has to do with marketing or sales or, or online business on a personal level. Not, I'm not talking about a business level right now, but a personal level, maybe I'll email one or two people or several people, but usually not really more than four or five people about that, whatever that topic is. So smaller groups more intimate groups where people know one another where you don't have to worry about offending somebody cuz you're going to say the wrong thing those type of groups seem to be thriving more than the larger groups do most people in larger groups today seem to take that fly on the wall approach where they're listening but they're not really interacting as much as maybe they would have years ago let's face it large groups social media all of that has become increasingly toxic over the years people still use it, but they use it differently. And the group dynamic that used to be so beneficial to so many people, I'm not saying this applies to every single group, please don't get me wrong, there's still some great groups out there. But the point of the matter is, is that just society as a whole is kind of leading into the negative aspects of when we talk about things like group dynamics than they have in the past. So the younger generation preferring these smaller, more intimate groups when you think about, well, how does that apply to social media? I think it's really no different. I think that in the years to come, rather than there being a lot of like these huge influencers, I think we'll see a more micro influencers where somebody has a crowd of maybe a few thousand people. We'll see more of that than you know 10 or 20 or 50,000 or 100,000 or a million. They'll always be those. But I think those are going to not be as popular going forward as they've been in the past. And when I say going forward, I'm talking about over maybe like the next five years. Things can always change. Things always do. But I think right now people prefer the smaller groups. They prefer being among those that think like they do, that like things similar. And that's hasn't that always been human nature? The difference is people are more combative today if You don't agree with them on even simple, seemingly insignificant, minute points. It's amazing how people will turn on one another and want to fight, especially in these online settings. So I think about like the old Hollywood type of glamour and success and how we used to see success portrayed on TV, like people, you know, sailing in these big boats and laying on beaches and all of this stuff. I kind of think that that is kind of becoming the lifestyles of the rich and famous is not really realistic to most people. And it's not really even something that a lot of people are striving for anymore. I think people prefer or more people prefer things that are more on a smaller scale. I think people want to live peaceful lives. I think they want to experience success the way they want to experience it they don't want people to tell them what success is and then have to live up to that. I think people want to be more of of who they are and not get beat up for it. But that's just how I see it from a marketing business standpoint. And so from that perspective, then you just adjust your marketing to that. And you know, even I look back in the last five years, seven years, the way I see things today is different than the way I saw them five to seven years ago. Things change, and so you don't maybe you don't really feel the way about uh, life in general, about the way you're doing business today, the way you did three to five years ago. And just ask anybody over 40, and they'll tell you this: they feel that they don't feel the same about the world in general as they did in the past. So. To wrap it up, YouTube has adjusted their strategy. They're focusing on these YouTube shorts now. If you've never done videos before, short videos are a great way to get started. Uh, They're kind of taking up from where TikTok is. So again, you'll see more of this front-end content. And it's front and center. You don't have to scroll down too far. You see all these shorts. They have tons of listens. And So whether you're testing your messaging on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn, TikTok or any place else, the important thing is to remember that maybe you're not going to get to where you want to be in one big leap. Instead, it may take, let's say, five smaller steps with each step being an adjustment that you made from the previous one. But believe me, When you get to the place where things start to click, it's not going to matter how many steps it took to get there. I know it feels that way when you're actually taking the steps, but once you've arrived, you'll be happy that you are finally where you want to be. You can absolutely do this. Let me say this in closing don't let anyone convince you otherwise. You can simplify everything that you're doing and test it out for yourself. And don't just wonder about it. If you're wondering, will a simple approach work for me? Go ahead and test it out, don't assume anything. All right. I think, we'll put the, uh, I think we'll put the bookmarker in it there. That's about all for today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think it will help a friend, please go ahead and share the episode link with them or send them to jimgaliano.com forward slash podcast. All the back episodes can be found there as well. Thanks again for listening. Have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you later.